0: Thank you. There, folks, and welcome to episode 22 of the Roadcast, the podcast in which I provide an adventure framework for people to use, people to build upon to create their own adventures. I just give you the basics of it. You can run with it. This time out, we have a Western framework called the Trail to Devil's Bowl. And they call it Devil's Bowl because it's set in a big crater. Sort of like the crater down in Arizona, but larger. But before we go any further, I want to do a couple of things. First, I want to thank all of my patrons over on Patreon who make this whole thing possible. And I love them to pieces. So, thank you, David. Thank you, Avis. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, James. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, Peter. You guys are great. I hope you enjoy this episode. And the second thing I wanted to speak about is that I want to change things up. And I'm actually doing that starting with this episode. This one is going to be shorter. It's going to have less parts. Probably some... not so much detail. And I hope to get future episodes down... To, to this sort of shorter length. I don't want to do the 45-minute episodes, the 30-minute episodes. I want to get it down to maybe 20 minutes, maybe a little more. Depends. Sometimes I get verbose. But, uh, yeah, I want to give you the framework without giving you too much to do and without making it necessarily longer than it needs to be, unless you want to make it that way. Now, the episode tonight will have five points in it where action takes place but you can expand those you can toss one out you can add some more if you want um of course i will give you variations on this particular framework and i'll also give you other genres you might do it in but to start off with the trail to devil's Bowl is old west so it's like all those westerns you've seen in movies and in fact it's got a plot quite a lot like multiple westerns i've seen over the years over the decades, really. The basic premise is you have a cast of characters and they're going from point A to point B, point B being Devil's Bowl, which is actually a town, a thriving town, inside this crater, down on the crater floor. And they're transporting prisoners, a couple prisoners. They're transporting settlers, who are following along because they were going in the same direction, and they're transporting five thousand dollars in gold to this bustling town, which also has a mine going on. Um, we'll say that they're mining diamonds because the impact of the meteor created diamonds down in the ground. Who knows? You can make it gold. You can make it silver. Whatever. Anyway, they're transporting, you know, a good amount of cash in form of gold. Now, the PCs you'll need, at least as far as I can think of, are a U.S. Marshal. His deputy, an old coot, who is the guy that's driving the stagecoach, which has a few passengers, and the gold. A woman who can handle a gun and men, a reformed gunfighter turned settler, and a tough-as-nails widowed settler. She's a gal who had a husband, and they started heading west, and then something happened, and she's had to make do on her own, maybe... With a couple kids, maybe not But she's on her way and she's tough she can, she can take it as well as dish it out Now To get into These particular types of characters Your marshal is going to be your standard You know Guy fast with a gun, good shot Handsome, you know Whatever, he'll look like John Wayne Randolph Scott Jimmy Stewart, whoever you want him to be The deputy Should be younger not quite as experienced, but a good shot with a gun. And maybe, you know, he's got a little thing for this uh, woman who can handle a gun and men. The old coot, well, that's your part would have been played by somebody like Walter Brennan in the westerns, or maybe, you know, Fuzzy Knight, somebody like that. And I'm saying these names, and I know anybody under about 50, not going to remember any of them or know who they were, but you got this guy, he's an old coot, right? He's an old guy, he's been around, he's tough as nails, he, he's fought the engines, he's fought the bad guys, he, you know, the whoever, he's just been around. And he's old, and he may not be fully in his right mind. Uh, but he's a good one to have on your side. Now the woman who can handle a gun and men, well, she could just be a tough woman. She could be some sort of former agent of the law somewhere back east. She could be a hooker with a heart of gold. But whatever the case is, if you get up and start talking shit to her, she can either chew your head off or blow it off with a pistol. Then you've got the reformed gunfighter. This can be the guy, the young guy who was hot shit and shooting up the West until he met the right woman, or until he found God, or until both. Or maybe he met the right woman and got her pregnant and. Just decided, hey, you know, I gotta straighten my shit out. He's very good with a gun, but he's trying not to kill people. So he may be the guy who can shoot you from a hundred yards away with one eye closed and his other one bleeding, but he's gonna try not to kill you. So he's gonna go for your gun arm or your knee or whatever like that. He tries. Sometimes though, he may just shoot some fucker in the heart. Then you got that tough as nail widow that I talked about, and like say she could have kids. She could be traveling with somebody. But whatever the case, she takes no shit. Now, the other thing to mention is that the prisoners, the two prisoners they're transporting, are two of the Bonner brothers. And as I've seen in lots of movies, including at least two with John Wayne, the Bonner brothers that are imprisoned have... Three, maybe four other brothers, who are gonna try and bust them free. And those guys have rounded up a bunch of, you know, assorted Western thugs and assholes to go after this stuff. And to get them to do it, they said, "Well, we don't just want to, un, you know, get our brothers out of the pokey. We want to steal that five thousand dollars in gold." So there you go. You got. Three or four guys that want to get their brothers free. And you got maybe 10 or 12 guys who want that money. So, the little caravan we have going here starts at Willow Springs, which is a good-sized town. And it's about 60, 70 miles away from Devil's Bowl. So, going by wagon train, more or less, you're going to probably take three or four days to get to Devil's Ball. But you can run things however you want to. You can skip long, boring parts and just have the action pop up. You know, say, well, it's been 12 hours nothing's happened, but oh, look, it's sun up and these guys are charging down the hill at you. Now, they get a warning that the Bonner brothers are going to try to free Matt and, let's say, Bart, the other brother. And so the sheriff and his or the Marshall and his people are on their alert for this. There are about, well, there are at least 50 settlers. You may be as many as 100. But uh, they can be a combination of people who are just wide-eyed innocents or people who have been around, you know, for a while and they know what's going on. Uh, Probably some of them, at least, are going to be good with a gun. Then you've got um, the $5,000 in gold Which is on a stagecoach So you've got the marshal And his crew Or his deputy on, on horses And you've got the stagecoach With the old coot up there And he's got a, a scattergun And maybe a pistol And then you've got uh, Inside the coach You've got A guy from the bank Who is traveling with the money You've got a couple scientists from back east who are coming to check out that crater. Could be geologists, could be whatever, but they're back, you know, they're coming to check out that crater. You might have, amongst the people in the, you know, settlers, the caravan there, you might have a preacher, you certainly gonna have some families, you might have, you know, a couple of guys who maybe. They just got done fighting in a war. Uh, the Civil War, of course. And they're, you know, heading out to start a farm. Or maybe they, their brother-in-law and sister have a farm and they're going to work at it for a while. Whatever, you got a colorful cast. Just like you always have in such situations in the movies. So, things that can happen along the way? Well, the outlaws will attack at least once. Probably more than once. Probably two or three times. Uh... They'll attack once. They'll get driven off. They'll go off for a day or so. Then they'll attack again, maybe at night. And then they'll get driven off. Or, you know, they might get away with uh, one brother, but they don't get, you know, the other one. And then there'll be the big final shootout, which will happen just in the crater before they actually get to town. You... Could have native peoples. Now this is a touchy subject. Uh, You don't want to do native peoples. The way they've been done. In all the westerns up to now. Um, Yes. They could be pissed off. That the white man is coming into their territory. Many were. And they had reason to be. Um, Or they could be helpful. Maybe they come in over the hill. The way Gandalf came over the hill. At Helm's Deep. You know. It's early morning and things are looking bad And then Here's 200 Apaches coming over the hill Saying, you know That marshal helped us out We're going to help him out um, Or maybe you just meet a few of them And they say, you know we'll uh, We'll keep an eye out for the bad guys And we'll give you a signal You know, it'll be a bird call Or a coyote's howl or something like that And that could help your player characters out Won't stop the shooting But they'll know it's coming that would be a good one for at night. Um, you could meet up with some cowboys. There could be big cattle ranches out here. And you, maybe you'll meet up with some ranchers or cowboys or whatever. And uh, they could help out. Or they could join up with the bad guys. You could have um, the cowboys not necessarily be, you know, white European type cowboys. They could be, you know, Mexican rancheros who... You know, depending on where you set this, if it's near enough the border, they could be over the border. Uh, or maybe you're actually venturing into Mexico a little bit, so they could help out. Um, other things that can go on are things with the settlers. If you want to go off on little sort of side, uh, not quite flavor text, but little events happening. There's always things like births, deaths, a kid gets lost uh fights between settlers fights between settlers and uh sheriff because they think the sheriff should you know take another route and get the prisoners away from them because they don't want this problem with them you know they got no problem with the bonner brothers you know let them go fight it out on their own you could have rough weather uh that's a big possibility you could have sandstorms things like that you could have another group of outlaws show up and maybe They don't just attack the, you know, sheriff or the stagecoach. Maybe they attack the other bad guys right in the middle of the fight, you know. Next thing you know, you're fighting and all of a sudden, boom, there's other guys come in and they start fighting with the bad guys because they want to kill you and take your stuff. And, of course, at some point, you could have a cattle stampede or a stampede of horses or who knows what. Depending on where you set it, you could have a stampede of buffalo. And that would be very impressive because buffalo traveled in big herds till we killed them off. At any rate, you've got some parts to this story, and I'm going to tell you what they are right now. So all that stuff I just said could happen at any of these parts along the way. You will want of course there's stuff to go on as you're leaving Willow Springs, or before you leave. Then it's along Cattail Creek. That's the early part. That's Probably most of the first day You're traveling along reasonably flat ground Probably a lot of farms and stuff going on Ranches Because you're just outside of Willow Springs So this would be where you would have Maybe an encounter with the bad guys Maybe not Because you know, you're know you still pretty close to town And they don't want a lot of witnesses Then you have Nighttime at Sand Corner Sand Corner is it's a ways past the last farm or ranch That's near Willow Springs So you get to Sand Corner And Sand Corner is the intersection of The north and south and east and west main trails And the reason it's called Sand Corner Is because it's kind of a, a mildly arid area You don't necessarily have to set this in the desert It could be you know an area with quite a bit of grass And stuff like that, prairie But Sand Corner is not a town, it's just one little building and it was created by a couple of brothers who squabble all the time, and the only thing they provide is water and booze. So if you're a dusty trail cowboy and you're coming through and you want a shot of red eye, boom, they got it. If you're somebody else and you need some water, they got that too. If you need anything else, you are probably going to be shit out of luck, but They do let people stop their wagons and whatnot there because, you know, they only own a tiny little piece of it. So they don't care who goes out and sleeps on the grass or the rocks or whatever. And that would be where you could have an attack by the bad guys because maybe a couple of them are in there having a drink as this uh, wagon train pulls up and they're just, you know, there and the sheriff is thinking, yeah, I wonder about these guys and the deputy is... Yeah, you know, they look a little suspicious. And you have your player characters make uh, perception checks and such like that. Could have a fist fight. Always a good place to have a fist fight, anywhere they're serving alcohol. Then you can either contract or expand uh, what happens the next day. But I would say two days later, they start up the crater trail. Which, when the crater hits it makes a ridge of, of hills around the crater itself. So they're starting up this trail, and then when you get to the top, it goes down into the crater. And as they're going up the crater trail, it's kind of craggy rock and stuff like that, and that's an excellent place for an ambush. So you could have a shootout there. Or maybe, as they're going up the trail, the sheriff and the deputy and a couple of other people get off, hide in the rocks and they wait for the outlaws and then they shoot it up with them whatever the case they probably stop for the night somewhere up near the top of the the crest before they start down into the crater and the next day, the final day of your adventure is the shootout or the showdown in Devil's Bowl The wagon train gets down to the bottom. They're going across the flat level land. And the bottom of this crater should be at least five miles across. It's huge. Maybe more. 10, 15. And the town is actually off to one side. The far side. And sure enough, here come the bad guys. Coming over the hill. However many of them are left. And there's a big shootout. And that's the end of the story. The victors right off into the sunset having vanquished the bad guys or if you want you can have the bad guys you know get their brothers free and then that sets the marshal and his deputy off to go find uh, the bad guys and bring them back to justice so that's the adventure framework that's it now NPCs you will need are at least three Bonner brothers who are not incarcerated you will need at least ten other mooks, maybe a dozen, maybe even more, depending on how much shooting and killing you think there's going to be. Um, the mooks should include one guy who's a real hard case. He's the guy in the movies who, when maybe the Bonner brothers say, "I don't know, we've lost, you know, half a dozen men. We we should probably pull out." He's the guy that says, "We ain't pulling out. We're going for that money." You know, he's the guy that will shoot his accomplices. Because he wants that gold, he doesn't give a shit about the bad guys, brothers or anything like that. You can have one guy who's a psycho. He's the guy with a gun who likes killing. So, you got him. And then you can also have one of the bad guys be a kid who is in over his head. And this could be a kid that really needed the money because he wants to go back and marry, you know, Sally Ann. And whatever, and he just fell in with these guys And now he's thinking this is not a good deal Because, you know, he damn near Got killed And he doesn't really want to kill anybody So he could go over, sneak out of The bandit's camp And go, you know, give a message To the sheriff or something like that You can have uh, You can make up a few NPC characters The settlers Um, They can just be generic You know, you can say, okay, here's four different settler men uh here's four different settler women here's a couple of kids and you know bob's your uncle and then you have the scientists now if you want to do a little bit different western you could have these scientists play an important part maybe these guys can mix up an explosive they got some chemicals or whatever and say oh you know we mix this up and that up and you give us a little bit of gunpowder we can make a bomb uh, something like that. Or maybe they just uh, point out interesting stuff along the way. So that's your NPCs. Now, we go into to variations. Uh, the biggest variation you can do with this is to make it a longer journey. So instead of going 50, 60, 70 miles away from Willow Springs, maybe they have to go 200 miles. And even if they deal with the bad guys in the first, couple of days, they still got a long trip through an area where perhaps the native people are not welcoming them, or perhaps where a big rancher doesn't want them coming through his land, or perhaps where, you know, there's a big storm brewing, earthquake, any number of things. Then the other variation is that part of the journey has to go down a river. Now, I wouldn't necessarily make this a river with a lot of rapids where you lose half your settlers or something. I would make it just a big, slow-moving river, but then on either side of the bank, you got the bad guys, and they're just waiting for you to pull in to the next little you know, area where you're supposed to get off and continue your, your journey. And that might require the sheriff, the deputy, whoever, to get off the raft they're on and or the boat, or whatever, and swim ahead of the bad guys, and, you know, maybe pop a cap on a couple of them, and take their aggression down a notch or two. As far as other genres, well, the most obvious one I thought of was Wild West plus horror. What if those bad guys are undead? Or what if they're lycanthropes? And in this world, People know about that sort of thing. And maybe they didn't know these guys were lycanthropes. So suddenly the two guys, you know, first night out of camping on the way uh, to Devil's Bowl, and these guys in this uh, portable jail start changing into werewolves. Now they can't necessarily break out, but that's going to, you know, upset everybody's day. Or if you have native people or even a couple of native people who don't like what's going on, and maybe they don't like the bad guys any more than they like the good guys. Maybe they're skinwalkers. You know, they're, they're some sort of shaman and they put on a, a skin of a coyote or a wolf or a, a mountain lion or a bear. And the next thing you know, bad guys are getting torn to pieces, even if they're undead. And, you know, the good guys aren't in great shape either. And finally, you could just have ghosts. You know, there may be that this trail, when it was first made by the first settlers, maybe a lot of settlers, a lot of cavalry guys, a lot of Native Americans, they died along here. And maybe these ghosts try to warn people about dangers. Maybe the ghosts try to drive people nuts. But, you know, ghosts. Then you have the fantasy game, your typical F-20 game. And you could run this plot pretty much exactly the same, except you've got spells instead of sick guns and swords and things like that. So, you know, you may say, okay, well, it's not um, bad guys that are, you know, like the bad guys we think of, bank robbers or whatever. Maybe these guys are traitors. Maybe they went over to the orcs during the last war. Or maybe they are orcs. Or maybe it's, it's an evil um, wizard or an evil cleric. And he's got followers that are coming after you. So there's your fantasy version. Now, normally, right now, I would give you a preview of next week. But the fact is, I don't know what I'm going to do. And it's not even next week anyway. It'll be two weeks from now. What I'm going to do is shorter adventure frameworks for a while. And then I'm going to go and try a whole different thing. I'm actually going to get back to the way... I was doing the roadcast when I first started it, as an adjunct to the blog. What that means is I'm only going to cover a short area or a short section of an adventure. Because some of these adventures may not leave a particular city, especially if it's pulp or modern strangeness or something like that, or even fantasy for that matter. They may not leave a city, they may not leave a particular area. So, one segment may cover the beginning of things, and then, you know, you got to go here to get this MacGuffin, and then you got to go here to stop a murder, and then you got to go here, and here, and here. And it might be a dozen segments long, but you're only going to get one segment per show. Now, at my current rate of every two weeks for a show, that means you might only get a couple of adventure frameworks every six months. But they'll be a little bit easier for me to do, a little shorter, and there will be a little more for you to think about in the meantime. So you can think, okay, um, Doc gave us the initial village we're starting in, so I'll run my game in that, and then two weeks later... I'll give you what's here, and then two weeks after that, I'll give you what's over here. So you can, you can use that sort of as you're running the game, or maybe just before you start running the game. Thanks for listening today, folks. If you have any suggestions, comments, or questions, I can be reached on Facebook, where I'm Doc Cross. On WordPress, at the DocVerse blog. On the Mastodon, DiceCamp server as Doc Cross. On Blue Sky as at timedude via email at agentroscoe at gmail.com If you are one of my listeners on Anchor, you can leave a voicemail. You patrons can leave a message on my Patreon page. And if you would like to support me via Patreon and hear these podcasts a month before they go up on Anchor, go to www.patreon.com forward slash dot cross and allow me to go back and correct that it's not Anchor anymore, folks. It's Spotify for podcasters. Because Anchor was obviously too complex. For one-time donations, use my Ko-fi, that's Ko-Fi, page, and you'll find me there as .cross4591. If you would like to sponsor this podcast or advertise on it, get in touch with me by any of the methods I just mentioned. Our music was Monkey Magic by The Eaters, and that came off the Free Music Archives. This podcast and everything on it, except the music, is copyright 2023 by Doc Cross. I'll see you all next week, somewhere along the road.